You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Enjoy your time at the number one spot, Jungle Book, because after this weekend, uh, you're not going to be in it. Is uh, so excited for Civil War to come out this uh, this weekend. I know, I know, we do the new release segment at the end of the show, but it's going to cover one movie probably in yeah, one movie alone. Yeah, and uh, and I also think that uh, the our our uh, fan base uh, are are very w- w- aware of it and uh, won't have nothing else on their radar. I'm having a hard time talking today, Sam. You know what's crazy about Civil War? Huh. Uh, opening weekend for Batman versus Superman was 166 million. Civil War hasn't even opened stateside yet. It has opened internationally, and it's already made 200 million dollars internationally. And it's gonna be a bigger. It's gonna be a bigger domestic. Like Batman versus Superman, I was bigger. I believe box office wise made more money overseas than it did in the United States. And this is going to be the exact opposite. It's going to make more money in the States. Domestically so far, Batman vs Superman has made $325 million. Oh my, the, the, wow. Foreignly it's, or in foreign markets, it's made $537 million worldwide. That's $862 million. Yeah. And so, and civil war is already at 200 million internationally. Yeah. And it's just, it's going to explode. Like, it's, I mean, it's supposed to be the best Marvel movie they've put yeah. out so far. Yeah, everyone's teasing that, yes, it is the best Marvel movie so far. That best superhero movie. Essentially, it's just Avengers 3. They just kind of gave it a Captain America moniker yeah. on there. Yeah, and it will be interesting to see how they play this out, you know. is um, I'll, I'll probably go see it, like, late this weekend, and so... I think this weekend at work, I have the trade ba- uh, trade of uh, the Civil War, just the main storyline, yeah, none, none, none of the side stories. I think I'm going to reread that this weekend at work uh, before I go see it. Like I already know there are going to be so many things different than the comic because they're because they, this has to fit into Infinity Wars. Well, also, and it has to fit in with the MCU, I'm, but also due to certain licensings yeah, of sure different characters. I don't think Mar- Marvel hasn't even introduced Speedball to begin with, or yeah, or and I know they don't have rights to the guy who blows himself up because he's a. He's I mean, a like, look, I definitely think, or Plus, I, nobody's going to show a, a yeah. guy blowing up in elementary school. Is yeah, I was about to say is I think it's a safe bet to to say that the whatever whatever sparks this conflict between Capt and uh, and Stark is going to be different is like the you know i don't i don't think it's there's no way like you just said sam that they're gonna because it includes mutants that would probably be under fox's property and also yeah i think blowing up an elementary school is just a little too dark for the marvel universe yeah they're not gonna go down that road for an opening to a film no no now you know maybe you know maybe maybe in the future but no not not right now uh, so I'm super excited to see it. Uh, this is the oh my god, oh my god! I've this I have filled in way too much for uh, for um, for uh, the editing bay, as I was just introing their show. <laughs> this is my comic Thank life you, on Sam. the Next Wave Radio Network. Yes, uh, my name is Jeff, and sitting across from me and correcting me today is Sam. We want to thank you so much for tuning in to uh, to this week's show. 
Check us out on Facebook. Just do a search for My Comic Life in the Facebook search bar. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at MyComic underscore Life. And then uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please rate and uh, and comment on the show. That really helps us out. And then non-Apple uh, users, you can find us on the uh, on Android on the Podcast Republic and Podcast Attic apps. All right, let's get right into this. Is uh, Netflix is all over was all over my newsfeed this week for two main reasons. Oh yeah, blowing it up left and right. Is uh, first up, super happy to announce that they are bringing back Wet Hot America Summer for a second season. Now the first first season of Wet Hot America Summer, first day of camp, was so clever. It was eight episodes, and it was just literally the first day of camp did they do it like 24 where like every episode was like one hour of a day in camp or did they just kind of jump all over the place uh, see no they definitely i mean it was definitely linear with like you know yeah. you know obviously as you got further in the season the later in the day you were i but i don't know i i think i think uh they the way they did it because i watched it when it first came out is I think the way they did the timestamps was by kind of like how they did in the movie, where it was done based off of activities. Okay, yeah. You know, so like not you know not like the constant clock that twenty four has. But dun, dun. yeah, you know, constantly. Going. I ne- I never got into that show. I tr- I started it three different times and couldn't really? get through the first season. Really? Wow. I mean, I hear it's good. It, it came back and like did an extra season, right? Yeah, it did. So. We'll see. But so season two of Wet Hot America Summer is going to be uh, 10 years later is he is now basing an entire season off of that one little scene in the movie where was it like Bradley Cooper? Yeah, uh, right. At the end, they're like, hey, we should yeah, get that. Yeah. In 10 years, let's all meet up. And, you know, and it's like, yeah, OK, should we say nine and make it to be here by 930? What I love is Michael Ian Black's like, we'll all be in our late 20s. 20s. None of them look like they're in their late 20s I know, at all. I know. And uh, is well, I mean, because <laughs> and they were even older. Yeah, no, they're even older <laughs> in, in the first one. Now they're going to, you know. So, uh, so that line just corrected. We'll all be in our late 20s. We should be able to make it here on time. And I also love that, like, this is going to be. So that means that the, uh, the movie takes place in uh, 81. So now this means that it's going to take place in 1991. That's going to be right around the time of the. Uh, well, I was about to say, man, like. The, America invading Kuwait. And- well, I was thinking more of, like, you know, looking back to the state on MTV in the mid 90s and like how much like that's when you know how much they parodied that time and how well they nailed it you know because that's essentially I mean that's that's you know all these the majority of these people in this movie are from the state Um, and uh, no word yet on exactly the cast members that are coming back they said that you could kind of look in that teaser video and yeah i mean see but i mean paul rudd was in that teaser video and well, i'm kind of disappointed because he's my favorite counselor no i definitely out of the bunch i don't i would hope so i would hope that since they were able to get the entire cast plus new members back for the prequel that they would be able to do the same thing for season two uh i i would really hope that they would be able to do that and i think they would i mean it seems like they all have a good time making this stuff and uh, Michael Showalter and David Wayne are back to write the series. And once again, David Wayne will direct this, uh, direct the series. So the fact that they're coming back for the project, I have to imagine, you know, especially, I mean, I, I almost feel like it, you could guarantee to say 
that's so like Michael Ian Black's going to be in there. Oh yeah. You know, like I feel like you, I feel like there are certain people that you can say like I guarantee they're going to be there. It's the like, girl from the Mighty Ducks. Right. It's like is Bradley Cooper going to be there? Is Elizabeth Banks going to be there? Those are the ones that you're kind of like yeah. Well, like I don't know, you know, because they don't they don't do as many projects, you know, like you you look well, also there I mean like Bradley Cooper's involved like major motion picture and, and not that the rest of the cast isn't I'm just saying like these actors well, no. seem to have busier schedules. Well, but also like you 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 look at like David Wayne's films like role models, all right? And like he has Paul Rudd in there, you know, is he has oh, uh, I love role models. You know, he 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 uses this he uses these people over and over. You know, you look at Reno 911, Michael Showalter, Michael Ian Black, you know, they all made guest appearances uh, on there. So that's why I feel like you can say you can almost guarantee that a certain number of the cast members will be there, but those other ones like Bradley Cooper and Elizabeth Banks, those are the ones where you're like, well, you know, it, it, we'll we'll see. But they, you know, it, but they already have uh, not an official release date, but they're guaranteed they're saying that it's going to be out by 2017. So that tells me that they already got. Sp- a, a couple of things in place in order to say that, you know, we're going to have it out next year. So, but, you know, even with that said, they still haven't officially announced uh, all the cast members yet. So we'll see. Now, other exciting news from Marvel or not, well, yeah, from Marvel and from Netflix. Uh, after, uh, after several months of rumors, it is 100% confirmed that Netflix will pick up uh, The Punisher and do a spin-off uh, series and have uh, Punisher be a standalone series. Uh, Sam, have you finished Daredevil? I, I have. Uh, I, felt, I feel like you, like, I know you didn't, like, binge watch it like Danny and I did. When I when I got, like, a stomach bug and I was sick all day, like, I binge watched, like, the last half of the season. Mm. Um, I got to tell you, it was good, but I felt the show stretched itself a little thin this season. Okay, but since we're talking about Punisher, just what do you think about just how oh, Punisher... God. John Berthold nailed the character yeah. of the Punisher. I was really hoping that Netflix and Marvel would listen to the fans and give them a spinoff. And I am so excited for this show to be coming down the pipeline. Right. Now, the the release order still is kind of up in the air. Yeah, because you still got um, well, okay, so we have Luke Cage. But, well, Luke Cage we know is coming out this coming September. And you have Iron Fist. And then you have Iron Fist. And... You, and I believe they're just now actually going to start the process of filming for Iron Fist. Yeah, they because like it, cast Iron Fist. I was about Fist to say now. is like it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about that they officially announced the uh, the lead for the series, and so that means that they're ju- they got to be just now starting to shoot that, and then uh, then there's the question of okay, do you put Punisher before the Defenders or? Do you do Iron Fist and the Defenders as planned, but then add in uh, the Punisher as like a little cameo in the Defenders to remind the to remind the 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 viewer of like, hey, this character is coming, and then have Punisher season one be after the Defenders, or do you put uh, put Punisher in front of the Defenders and then have the Defenders be? you know, Daredevil, Electra, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Punisher. I would say that you don't put Punisher into Defenders. You may tease them a little bit in, like, maybe Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. But I think the best Well, setup- no, you can't. I don't think you can tease them in Luke Cage. I think Luke Cage is done. Oh, well, then. I think, I mean, if it's coming out September, I would imagine they would be in post, right? 
Maybe unless like Marvel had always planned ahead of time to do a standalone Punisher. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. You but know, I think what works best for Punisher is either you give him like the road trip story where like he like goes like roams from like city to city, you know, like dispensing justice, or you set him up like on like the other side of the country. Although I don't think he would mesh well in like Los Angeles. Maybe he could do a Los Angeles. Well. And just kind of let him like do his own where, thing. Where was he? Where what? Did, did you ever read the Punisher comics? Yeah, I mean, he. Where operate, was he in the comics? He operated in the tri-state area, like New York, New Jersey. You know, kind of like kind of like that area. Okay, and out, like, is that where he was in the Thomas Jane movie? He was in Miami. In oh, the, he was. He was oh, in really? Florida in the Thomas Jane movie. Okay, so let's not let's not put him there. Is I mean, well, I mean, obviously, from what we've seen in in Daredevil, is they're gonna. Is he's going to at least be in the tri-state area? I would like to see them. Now I understand why they wouldn't want to do this because it would increase cost of shooting. But I would kind of like to see a Netflix Marvel TV show not take place in New York. I mean, like, I I get it. Like, yeah, you you're shooting all the shows there, and that's going to help you know with production cost. But you can still shoot there. And make it look like another city. Chicago, Detroit. I mean, shit. They shot. We made in the '80s. We made Dallas look like Detroit. What's up? Yeah, we did actually. You're absolutely right. RoboCop one. That's right. You know, so you can do that. You know, there was there was a Jennifer uh, there was a Jennifer Lopez movie where like she was playing uh, a Seattle cop and like the and it was like the side of her vehicle. Uh, of her cop car said the city they were in, and I think it was like Seattle. But then in the background was like Vancouver. Oh, you, you know, know, they filmed so many shows up in Vancouver. Yeah, it's so not even funny. So Netflix, like, maybe go with the tri-state area idea and have something be outside of New York. You know, because yeah. I mean, because are Iron Fist and Luke Cage are they all in Hell's Kitchen too? Yeah, because yeah, Iron Cause Fist Jessica and Luke Jones Cage is. become like best friends. Like they team up like all the time. Right. Right. So, I don't know, man. It's like I just I would yeah. like to see it. I'd like to see. I agree. Them exp- I mean, like you've got like enough that. people defending Hell's Kitchen that Hell's Kitchen should be squeaky clean by now. I mean, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Daredevil, Jessica Jones. You're gonna get Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Four people defending one section of a city. I know. Like, I mean, I've never been to New York, but I believe the Bronx is like what? Like that area is like less than tw- a twenty mile square radius. Yeah. I mean, just give them each like a north, south, east, west section that, you know, and we'll end five now that we have the Punisher coming. Oh, and yeah. if they're going to keep him in, if they're going to keep him in Hell's Kitchen, then you have five, one of which who does not give a fuck. Okay. The Bronx is 42 miles. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a little bigger, but still four people. That's, that's 10 miles well, each, yeah, man. Yeah. That's, that's 10 miles of turf each. You got to defend. All right. All right. Maybe make it 11 and have a couple areas where you overlap. Yeah. All right. Like, you know, gray areas where y'all can team yeah. up. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, I am super excited about, about uh Punisher coming uh, to Netflix's. I think that's going to be, I, I, and I think that's going to be good. I mean, they just the way they portrayed him oh in yeah. Daredevil. Next to next to Thomas Jane, John Berthold has come closest, in my opinion, to nailing. I like John. I know. I no, no. I, I mean, trust me. John goes first, then Thomas, then Ray, then Dolph. Okay, those have been the four men to take on Punisher. Wait, who was the one before Dolph? Ray Stevenson. I don't think I've seen that Punisher. 
uh, oh man, it was the sequel to the to, Tom, to, Thomas Jane one. Oh, oh, that was Punisher Warzone. Yes. Oh, oh, he was Punisher Warzone. Oh, then yeah, I did. Did I see that one? I remember the soundtrack because Let's the say, Rob's the, the editing bay did it did an episode on it. I just record that shit. I don't always star. You know, I'm not look. Listen to me. No, I'm not always on it. I don't watch every movie they watch. All right. Shit, no, no, because some because they watch a lot of movies. I don't have it. I'm not gonna pay. Mo- I'm not gonna pay money to watch a shitty movie. And you then should just you should watch it once. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on it. I can't remember if I've seen. I I know the soundtrack because like the because Rob Zombie had a single on there and it was popular. I don't know. Uh, okay, so moving on from the little screen to the big screen is we have some news from. I would say one of the more anticipated movies coming out of uh, Marvel's uh, Phase 3. And uh, that is, uh, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And, oh, my God, we've already had so much news come out from there. Is We've had, uh, what is it, we have Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell's going to, many people are speculating Kurt Russell is going to be Star-Lord's father. That's right. And then I forget, who did they announce was going to be... um, uh, uh, be taking the place of James Gunn's brother as uh, as the right hand man. I think I don't even remember. I, I know we did the story. I know we did. I know that uh, our our favorite guy. We ran into him at Comic Con. We got our picture with him. Oh yeah, uh, the well, Rooker. Yeah, Michael Rooker is coming back. Well, of course. Yeah, that's yeah, and he had, yeah. Uh, so we also learned that Nathan Fillion was going to be in this but we didn't know exactly how he was going to be in this film now he was in the first film as a voiceover cameo is uh and sam you had to remind me of who he was yeah he uh i mean i don't know the guy's name but he played the blue prisoner that first approaches star lord and tries to make him his bitch and then rocket and uh group stuff right like this is our guy yeah i totally forgot that was filling uh but so now he is making a nut. Well, we at least have a confirmed that he'll be making somewhat of a cameo. Is so apparently there have been uh, photos of uh, of the set where they are staging a a film festival. What was it uh, for? Uh, who's it for? Uh, Sam uh, a, a Simon Williams Film Festival, uh, and there are fake posters on there. And one of the fake posters has. Um, has Nathan Fillion as Sam Williams, and they are. Oh, sorry, lost lost track. Uh, Sam, help, it's a, help it's me. a film festival showing all of the greatest films that Simon Williams ever did. Now, if you want to know who Simon Williams is, if you're not you know quite as versed in this as we are, he, uh, his name is Wonder Man. Uh, he was a superhero, part of the Avengers at one point, part of the Defenders, worked for Shield. And then decided to get you know shit can it all and become an actor. Right. So we don't know yet if he is actually going to be actually in the film as Sam uh, Williams or if Simon Williams. Simon, sorry, uh, as Simon Williams. But we know he. You know, all we know is that we'll we'll see him like in those posters. Yes, and these posters hint at the fact that maybe Guardians of the Galaxy uh crashlands on Earth in modern times because one of these Simon Williams movie posters is a Tony Stark autobiography picture that he is starring in. Yes, and so and then apparently also there are photos of a spacecraft uh being wrecked by the film festival. So that also leads to believe that uh, you know, some some of the action might be taking place here, which 
I could see that. I mean, like... Yeah, I could, I could see him, I, like, I, battling I, across the galaxy, you know? Right, and then showing up here, and then that also leads the opportunity to... Um, for potential for crossovers of uh, characters from other films. Or, I mean, like, some, like, galactic object of, like, immense power got hidden on Earth, you know? And, like, if Star-Lord's father gets it first, like, it spells yeah. doom for the universe, well, so and, they got a race against... I mean, because due to how the Infinity Stones are, there was going to have to be at some point where this unit, where Guardians came to Earth, you know, is... I, I, I mean, and I... This seems like, okay, this might be how they're trying to bridge that. Yeah. You know... So we'll see, but so as of right now, that's that's all we know of Fillion being in there. Uh, do you think, do you think there's a chance that uh, that they might give him his own movie, way in the future? See, I always wanted him to be Nova, like in the comic books, like when the Nova Corps gets trashed, like there's one Nova left, and he like patrols the galaxy, and I always thought Nathan Fillion would be a good fit for that. Although Wonder Man, I mean, it's such an odd character. I mean, he's not even like in. The, as far as I know, feel free to correct me, not on any active Marvel roster. I like the character. I don't The guy's yeah. got some awesome powers and cool but, abilities. But yeah, I, mean, I mean, and that's what Marvel's kind of getting known for now is taking those obscure yeah, I mean, characters. We got, we got Doctor Strange coming out this year. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah no, by all means. And get, no one knew who any of the Guardians were before the film. People have been, like, clawing for Nathan Fillion to become a superhero somewhere on screen. So, I say give him a shot. Let him do it. Yeah. Yeah, no, because... Definitely don't see a Dr. Horrible sing-along blog yeah, 2 coming. Or movie. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, let him, let this be his chance to be, uh, to be a superhero. Okay, uh, now moving over to, uh... The studio with all uh, the troubles, man. Yeah, man. Poor box office, directors leaving left and right. So, okay, so, I heard, I, d I don't know how much truth there is, but I was talking to, the, I was talking to a guy at work. And he's a much bigger. Uh, I mean, like he he he's already, he saw BVS twice in theaters, which I was like, I I don't get how good, but like he's a really big DC fan, and you know we were talking about how uh, Warner Brothers announced that there was going to be a director's cut rated R version of the film released for uh for uh for home release. Apparently, there's also rumor that. If uh, if the movie makes around uh, makes close to a billion dollars, they are going to release that director's release in limited theaters. Well, it's already made, like I said, eight hundred million. So it's close. It's still not at a billion. And like all I can think of is like this is DC and Warner Brothers being like we we need to make this money back. It's like it's like it's like wringing that rag out, you know, trying to get all the water out of it. Right. You gotta get that last little bit, so you yeah. wring it really I mean, hard because they are. They are struggling because, you know, because we, we hear these figures that they've made $800 million. But don't forget that not all that money is going back to them also, because the theaters that. are also because, you know, the theaters are taking their cut. And so they're seeing less than that. And they are in pain, man. A billion dollars just to consider it financial success. And they are not getting there. And, and I mean, I can see them doing this. I mean, this movie's about to be out of theaters unless, you know, like the dollar theaters will probably start running here pretty soon. But do you really think it's there already? I mean, it's been out a, a, a month, yeah. two months. I mean, I, I think it's maybe playing like one or two screens in a theater now. Maybe one. <sighs> ouch. Yeah. Ouch. I mean, I don't know. But so DC and, uh, and Warner Brothers are 
are are putting a lot in uh, a lot a lot in the future is the Rockies start, but they're trying not to look to the past. They're looking to the future, looking to Suicide Squad. And well, I mean, you I mean, you said it best, Jeff. Like when Marvel, I know I'm actually going to give you credit here. This mm, is this feels so good. This literally word vomit is coming out of my mouth here. But when Marvel launched its whole film industry, they had a head, and it was Kevin Feige, and like they were like, okay, everything rests on Kevin Feige's shoulder. He's going to mm-hmm. be the head of Marvel Studios. He's going to you know work with writers and directors, plan this out, and you know we're going to do this in phases. Like they had a game plan from the start of where this was going to go. DC doesn't have a head. They're they have just, somewhat of a game plan because yeah. they obviously they have a released calendar. The problem is 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 I mean they're the majority of this is falling on Zack Snyder and one I don't think that's a strong enough person to be putting a lot of this pressure on especially with in the way of directing because he's so hit and miss as we've now seen time into and I think na- I think now he's more missed than he is hit yeah I mean Watchmen was a hit Sucker Punch miss BVS was a big miss uh what else is there? Um, yeah, uh, like Dawn of the Dead. I think that hit. was a hit. Yeah, I just did a quick search for uh, four movie theaters in and around our area. Mm-hmm. W- only one is showing Batman versus Superman, and it's only showing on one screen at like three times a day. Wow! 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 Yeah, that's okay. I didn't realize it was that bad already. Wow! It's no and longer. It's, o- it's no longer at Alamo. It's not playing it. It's not playing at any of the AMCs. It's playing at one Cinemark theater around here. Wow. Well, I mean, and the punches keep coming. And now there is a rumor. So this isn't 100% 100 confirmed, but there is a rumor that Aquaman uh, has now lost their director, uh, James Wan. Uh, James Wan, you know, he directed uh, Fast Fast 7. Fast 7. And you know he actually had a a pretty good uh, a pretty good uh, track record, and now rumors have it that he is uh, walking off set, and that is that's just got to be another blow for DC and Warner Brothers. I mean, yeah, and I mean also another rumor. I mean, maybe you can tell me this is true or not, but I also read that the Flash director is no, no, possibly. the 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 Flash, Flash director the, the, left uh, already. Seth, uh, Seth. Oh God, Seth Graham, Grahammy Smith. I don't know. Is uh, he? No, he has. He was. T- he left over creative differences. I'm wondering if DC is trying to like rush this schedule as quickly as possible, and these directors are like, we want more time. I don't and know. We want more creative input, and DC is but, like, but or Warner Bros. Is like, no, just go. I, I I don't know. I mean, they're currently right now. The big thing they're working on is they're in production uh, over in London. For uh, Justice League Part One, and you know, and I don't, I don't know what their film, what what their shoot schedule is like, is you know, but I would, I would imagine that as soon as you know, Jason Moma is done with all his stuff for Justice League Part One, that he's going to go right into yeah. the Aquaman movie, and it sounded like you know that they and they're already shooting the Wonder Woman movie because right, we've seen some, we've seen some early test footage from that already coming out. Right. So that's already in production. And I mean, it, it, it's, I think you're right, Sam. I think it looks like that, that uh, DC is and Warner brothers are just trying to push everything forward ahead. They're and, just trying and, to and, rush and streamline right. production. And, and that's not going to be good. 
you know, is, I mean, there's still, I mean, people are still shitting on Zack Snyder and, you know, ab- about BVS. And, you know, there's, I still don't know if he's the right person to be doing Justice League Part 1. You know, and and I, I hope he's. And I, I also and I also heard I don't have any I don't have anything to back this up. So if I'm wrong, let us know on our Facebook page. But I've also heard that uh, that Christopher Nolan, who was supposed to be helping Snyder with Batman and with Justice League, he's like saying that he's done, and he's like I'm I'm not gonna do any I'm not gonna have anything to do with these DC movies anymore. Could you imagine if Warner Brothers had like approached Christopher Nolan and been like, Hey, we want you to be our Kevin Feige, like we want you to head up like our superhero department? He wouldn't have done yeah, it. Yeah, he wouldn't have done it. But mm. I mean, no, is they need someone. They they they, I mean, they I need I, Rob Liefeld. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fuck no, they don't. Uh, the douchey no, is superhero no, movies is, ever. I, is I was I was reading this article and these two guys have been doing the have been in charge of pretty much have been in charge of the um, DC animated straight to DVD series for like ten for no twenty years. And they're like, they've been doing a great job. Bring them over. I think we talked about this the other week. Yeah, those movies are two awesome. Weeks ago, yeah. Justice League Frontier, you know, any of those Justice right. League films they've done. Is they all go through, you know, this. The, the Batman series of films they've done, they have all been amazing. Yeah, so I don't get why they uh, why they don't bring those guys over, you know. Is DC, Warner Brothers, slow down, tap the brakes a little. Let your directors, you know, breathe. Give yeah, them- well, no, because, like, I don't think you need to let Zack Snyder breathe. Well, I'm talking about, like- I think you need to be like, hey, man, um, what you doing? Uh, maybe, maybe, now just hear me out. Got a couple suggestions. Like, that's what you need to be doing with Zack Snyder. All right, like, I... I don't think you need to – that dude does not need to be – you let Martin Scorsese breathe, all right? You sit there and you – and well, you, I guarantee to you they're not going to rush Ben yeah, Affleck on his Batman movie. No, no, but also – but Ben Affleck also has, you know, a little mantle full of statues and shiny shit that says, like, I know how to make a fucking movie, all right? Zack Snyder, he doesn't. He doesn't. He has a shitty track record. He has no awards. I mean, his storytelling sucks. I mean, no, yeah, you let Ben Affleck breathe. You know, you 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 let well-known directors breathe. All right, you do not let someone like Snyder breathe. You are over that motherfucker. Just what if Snyder's been sitting on this and like he's been really quiet, but all the fuck-ups in the film are due to like studio interference? No, because you don't, you don't think so. Because because there's a way where you save face and can still leave the project. Like you don't do what what's his face did with Fantastic Four. Like you don't Josh do that. Josh Trank where you're yeah, like you don't, I made a good movie but the yeah, studio you don't, screwed it up. You don't do what Josh Trank did and you 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 sit there and you say, look, you know, due to creative differences, had to leave the project, you know, wish them all the best of luck in the future and I'm really rooting for them. All right. And I think Zack Snyder would would do that. I don't think he would stick around and, and, you know, just, well, I don't know. Maybe he is just like saying like, fuck it and collecting a paycheck. You know what? Maybe. I don't think so. I think, I think I Zack mean, Snyder. BVS looks like he did put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, no, it. I think J- Zack Snyder genuinely is trying with these. He's just not hitting the right chord. Right. So I'm assuming that within the next couple of days, we'll find out if this uh, rumor is actually true or if in fact it just is a uh, rumor uh, and uh, that uh, James Wan is still attached to the project. 
so uh, we will see w- what happens. Uh, so we're we're still we're still a little ways off from uh, Comic Con, uh, but we have some news coming out of the con, and that is that uh, Fox is uh, canceling their panel, and that's uh, due to their concerns of piracy. Is they are uh, citing back to last year's Comic Con where several several uh, videos taken from people's cell phones uh, popped up online of both the uh, Apocalypse uh, trailer and the Deadpool trailer. And then that also, while this doesn't affect Fox, but also this also happened with Suicide Squad. And so due to these type of, uh, th- to, to these things, as Fox is saying that they are canceling their Hall H uh, panel. And will not be showing any exclusive or any new footage. I mean, look, nobody's ever going to walk out of Hollage 100%, you know, without having recorded maybe a little something on their phone. I can guarantee you most of it's grainy. Most of it's not worth watching. And when yeah, you, no, and, I mean, like, look, I, w- act- I watched, I watched the Deadpool. I watched the self- X-Men trailer. Yeah, I, I watched, I watched all the cell phone It was done footage. at like a bad 45 degree angle. No, it was, t- it was terrible, yeah. but like. I think you just have to assume the risk that this is going to happen, but still show the product. Is, is here's, is here's what you do. Here's what you do is, is instead of canceling your panel, is you sit there and you put this more on the con. And you tell them, like, look, you guys got to insure this more. Otherwise, you know, we're just going to release this footage. Like, we're going to do our panel at, like, you know, at from, like, 5 p.m. to 6.30. And then at 7 p.m., all the trailers we showed at the panel, we are putting online. Because, you know, the, we can't do uh, Comic-Con exclusive footage because all these people show it on their cell phones. So then that puts it on the con to really cut down on the cell phone footage, because I guarantee you that's the biggest driving thing behind something like San Diego comic-con is the fact that you're like, this is an exclusive. You were seeing this before anybody else. You know, you can only get this here. That exclude all that exclusivity is, is a driving force for uh, San Diego comic-con. And if the studios are sitting there and say like, well, look, you know, is we're still going to show this first at your con, but then we're going to release it because, you know, you're not stopping these people from releasing it. But don't punish the fans by, by you know, not showing anything. Now, this also doesn't stipulate if this is going to, if this also means that they're not going to have a Q&A panel. But Q&A for what? But that's exactly it. It's 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 like you know it's like the same thing that you're bitching about that people are doing with these uh, with these trailers, is you are also you know they can do the same thing with the panels. So you are you just telling me that you're just not gonna have a presence there at all, or that like They'll you're probably still have a or booth that or that or be like you know like hey guys coming out you know in the next couple months we have like you know you know X Files like season one like remastered coming out on DVD. That's what your panel would have to be. Is, you know, so, I mean, one, like, it, it just, you know, is, okay, put it, you, you can put it on the con and, and also, you know, release the footage early. I mean, is it such a terrible thing that you're producing content that people desperately want to see? I mean, that's kind of what you're in the business of doing. Yeah. Well, no, and I mean, this would slow things down immensely at Hall H, 
But I remember when you and I went to go see Avengers, and like we saw it ten days before everybody else did, and like you had gotten a secret or yeah, like free passes. It wasn't like ten days. It was about a week before. But I mean, it they a, it was a special screening. Yeah, they they it's had no a big deal. They so had then. a private. I hooked it up. You did, and I appreciate it. No, no big deal. Although I did like how this was before I really got into comic books. So on the way to the theater, I was like, "So Sam." Explain some things for me. Yeah. <laughs> but no, they, they had a private security firm and they asked me my name and I gave my full name and they wrote it down in a bag and then they took my cell phone from me and they bagged it up. Now, granted, trying to do it to like what I don't I don't know how many people Hall Age holds, but I'm pretty sure it's close to like 2000 or more. That would take forever. But okay. I mean, but you all. Yeah, I mean. And no, plus, it, you, could, it, you, you could get mixed up and lose somebody's phone that way. No, no, is like, is, yeah, is for, you could definitely do something like what you're talking about where they like take your phone, write your name on a, pl- on a bag and like put your phone in a bag and staple it up. You can do that at these smaller stuff, but yeah, yeah. something like, no, like I said, it, something where like, bad idea, but I mean, something along those lines. I mean, it, yeah, there, there is something you can do. Yeah, that or somebody needs to develop cell phone dampening technology. I mean, that or, I, I don't know. I, I, I really I don't know. I just know. think you have to assume the risk and still, you know. But, I mean, guess what? That's how you generate buzzes with yeah. these shitty cell phone yeah. trailers, you know. I was about to say, yeah. And, you know. Any press is good press. Yeah. And if you if you sit there and someone on a panel says something or hints at something, you know, I guarantee you that's going to be on someone's blog. And then that's going to take off and be all over. So, I, I, think, you, I think Fox is kind of opening, you know, a door that is that is going to slam in their face and they're going to backtrack yeah the only thing that makes me nervous is that disney is starting to like do their own mm. cons and panels with like d well okay so i mean disney could pull out and then like release all their stuff at, like d23 okay well f- so first of all is there was a report that disney had done uh, according to the rap uh there was a report that uh that disney did the same th- had said they were doing the same thing and canceling their panel uh, and then uh, they contacted Disney, and they said, "No, we are absolutely not." So there still will be a Disney panel at Comic Con, but I don't. But I think that Disney, you know, I think Disney has so much going on that there are certain things that wouldn't make sense for them to preview and talk about at a place like Comic Con. Like you know, Comic Con is where Disney's going to talk about MCU and Star Wars. And then their own was it like uh, D twenty three is their own yeah, stuff. But then D- Star D- Wars has its own con okay, as well. But but right. But like but like something like D twenty three. That that's where they're gonna you know they might talk about you know like the new like they're reincarnating like Mickey you know is you know and so you know here's the new Mickey oh, no, or something I agree. like that I mean, like, you know Comic-Con, or like here's what's happening at our theme parks. Yeah, Comic Con's a better vehicle for this stuff. But I mean, I'm just saying. It, yeah. it all starts with one and then it rolls downhill. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, so we'll see, but I, I, I don't, I don't think this is going to be a trend. I think that, I think, I think Fox will, uh, will recant and will show footage, uh, again. I mean, they may not, they may hold to their guns and not do it at this coming up, uh, con, but I don't see it going more, you know, past this one is so, uh, All right, anything else on that? That's it. All right, let's go ahead and get into new releases. All right, this is part of the show where we let you know what's new in comics and new in movies. 
And since it is the first show of May, uh, we are going to let you know what is uh, on Netflix this month, or new to Netflix. New to Netflix. All right, so some stuff is already on there, is uh, stuff that you can already see on there is, um, oh, I didn't see this. Oh, no, sorry. I thought that was a new Family Guy season. It is not. Is, uh, what was the, oh, yeah, a study in Sherlock Holmes. That sounds interesting to me. Is like, I'm, I'm kind of into that stuff. Is so, uh, I definitely want, uh, what's popping out at you, Sam? Uh, bring it on, but only because the guy who directed Ant Man did bring it on. So, if you want to see some of his first foray into movie directing, I mean, you don't have to, uh, forgot to mute the, uh, no, it's mu- cool. Mute the music there. Is, um, I don't, th- just because he, what? What? Just because he directed Ant Man doesn't mean you have to go back and watch Bring It On. Well, I mean, like, I mean, you understand that that you, movie is you, not marketed and geared towards you. No, but I mean, if you like a director, you might want to go back and see some of his previous works. I mean, you're not obviously going to do it, or are you? Well, no. I mean, it's they're they're completely different styles of film, Sam. And like I said, it's not marketed and geared towards you, but. Whatever, man. Whatever you do in your off time. Uh, Fern Gully 2 didn't even know they made a sequel to it. I didn't either. Didn't feel Fern Gully needed a sequel. I, I, I didn't either. A uh, bunch of Kevin Hart stand-up is already on there. Nutty Professor. Oh. The the uh, the Eddie Murphy Nutty Professor. Pleasantville. If you haven't seen this movie. I do like Pleasantville. Cannot say enough positive things about this film. See it. Watch it. Watch yeah. it. And then also The Replacements is already up there. That's the uh, that's the uh, Keanu. Uh, Keanu Reeves, uh, Gene Hackman football movie. Sixteen Candles. I can finally finish my quest to watch all of John Hughes' high school comedies. Really? I've never seen Sixteen Candles. I'm sure. Weird oh, Science. I, Pretty in Pink. Uh, I haven't seen Sixteen Candles. I haven't seen Pretty in Pink. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I've seen The Breakfast, Breakfast Club. I've seen yeah. The Breakfast Club. Seen Weird Science. Seen Ferris Bueller. So yeah, Ferris Bueller. Yeah, nope. Six, Sixteen Candles is the really only one just I got those left. Five. I mean, he did he did other films. Well, right, but I'm think I'm thinking of like the Brat Pack era. Was it just those five? Weird Science. Weird Science. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Pretty in Pink. Sixteen Candles. Bref- I, feel like, I feel like I'm missing Bre- one. Well, yeah, Breakfast Club. Yeah, Breakfast Club. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Uh, it's here. Okay, now coming out later this month. Oh, the uh, the Owen. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan. Sh- Sh- Shanghai Nights, which is actually a pretty fun film. I mean, like it's not. Is great. that the first one or the second? That's the second one. Shanghai Noon was the first. Yes, one. no. So yeah, the sequel. I liked it. The sequel's still fun. Yes. Uh, Fourth Man Out is also out May fifth. I feel like I've heard of that one, but not not. You got me on it. that one. And then what is that also coming out? This is the. Uh, this looks like. The Mo- French version of House of Cards. Yeah, basically, it's it's a French like spinoff version of House of Cards, uh, called Marseille. Yeah, I think that's how it is. And then uh, May sixth is uh, we have uh, the Netflix original series, uh, Grace and Frankie. I haven't watched it, but I haven't. I, I haven't also haven't heard anything bad about no, it. No, I've heard nothing but good things across the board. Yeah, and then let's hear nothing else. Then we kind of go into a little bit of a lull. I mean, May eleventh, Goosebumps, the Jack Black movie. Oh shit. Shit, I, I have saw not, it for a kids. I haven't seen it yet for a kids movie. It was it was pretty fun. I was man. bored the other night, and I was like, I was like, I'm gonna rent a movie from Amazon, and Goosebumps was like in the running. I'm s- well, now you can watch it for free. yeah. I was gonna say I'm glad I didn't get it because uh, now uh, now I'll be able to watch it for free on May 11th. Uh, let's hear what else do we have? American Dad season 10. I thought those were all up. That's coming May 17th. 
Kindergarten Cop 2 starring Dolph Lundgren. Yep. Uh, when we were doing prep, I was kind of surprised that you knew that one right off the top of your head. Well, like, I kept on... I, I was surfing IMBD one day, and I kept seeing trailers, and I was thinking, there's no way Schwarzenegger signed back on for a sequel to this. And then uh, I saw it was about what I expected to be, a direct-to-like-DVD, Blu-ray, digital streaming release starring Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> yeah, uh, also out uh, May 20th, Lady Dynamite season one. This is you were you were raving about. Yeah, this, this is this is a Netflix original series. Uh, it's a um, it's kind of a oh I'm trying to think of the term. It's not a hundred percent biographical. It's um, it's like an over I guess you autobiograph. Say, yeah, like an Simi? yeah yeah. It's like in a little over exaggeration. A dramatization. There yeah something yeah of uh, actress uh, comedian Maria Bamford. Uh, she's she's so funny. Is if you ever saw that documentary. Uh, the comedians of comedy with uh, it was her, Patton Oswald, Brian Posehn, Zach Galifianakis, and um, I'm forgetting a comic, uh, but uh, it was all of them, and she is hilarious. I'm super excited about this. So, Lady Dynamite uh, season one is out uh, on May 20th, and then scrolling on down towards the end of the month is, I mean, May 27th is the next big one is uh, you have the uh, original series Bloodline uh, Season 2, which I've heard so many mixed things about. I never watched it, but it's got the guy from Friday Night Lights in it, so I was happy to right. see him still working. But, like, I don't, I don't know. I just heard I heard so many mixed things about it that, uh, that I was like, eh, I'm going to skip this one. But it's back for Season 2. And then another uh, Adam Sandler Netflix uh, movie. This one... I know you know what I'm saying. It doesn't actually, look- and like that's been like I, I like I've seen reviews for this, and it's not really reviews. It's just like articles of like of critics being like, it doesn't look bad, and given his track record, that's a good thing. Yeah, you know? it kind of looks like a classic Sandler film. Just yeah, a little it's. Bit. I mean, it's Adam Sandler, David Spade. David Spade, you know, is unhappy with his life. He's grown up to you know uh, become an adult and is not yeah wh- hates his wife hates his, his job kid, yeah you know and two friends reunite at a high school reunion that used to hang out together mm-hmm. and trouble and hilarity ensues when they start re- rekindling their friendship yes yeah, so uh so the do-over is uh, on netflix on may 27th and then uh ending this uh month uh hell on wheel season five is out uh may 28th good for that show i haven't watched any of it yeah it's an amc show I think it's a Western. Yeah. Is I, th- yeah, I don't know. I just haven't, I mean, I haven't heard anything good. Haven't heard anything bad. I just, I only see it when it's like, all right, new season on Netflix. All right, Sam, what do you have uh, in the way of comic books? All right. Starting out on the Marvel side of things, man, I was scratching my head at this one until you cleared up the confusion. It was Deadpool. Number one. Now, now if you're like, what, what the hell are you talking about? Deadpool's already out. Just listen. Months ago, we were proud to bring you Deadpool Tres Punto Uno, a tale told all in Spanish, revealing massacre, the Deadpool of Mexico, due to popular demand, and because you were too lazy to translate it for yourself, Marvel has taken an unspecified internet translation site and is representing the comic in poorly translated English just in time for the 5th of May, so... What's up with the Hispanic Deadpool? Jeff? Well, no. So, as a as a joke, or I mean, I guess not as a joke. I mean, they introduced a new character 
who is uh, part of Deadpool uh, Mercs for Money. Uh, he's part of uh, Deadpool's uh, Merc Squad. Is But to introduce this character, Deadpool took a trip down to Mexico and met this man who was, uh, who was helping out his city and recruited him. But the comic was entirely in Spanish. And so... Hola, mucho gusto. Right. And so here's the deal is I downloaded Google Translator and I tried to translate the comic and it's a pain in the goddamn ass. So I just was like, you know what? Fuck it. And just didn't, didn't pick it up uh, and just didn't read it. I mean, and what's funny, they've continued the joke. So now when you read uh, Mercs for Money is whenever Massacre talks is it's all in Spanish. But what's great is no, like even in the comic, like there are times when like Deadpool's talking to Massacre and Massacre responds because Holt, you know, speaking in Spanish and Deadpool just look at him and be like, what? What? You know, and you know, which I think is hilarious. So, uh, so yeah, so this is a reissue of that comic just now in English. So I'm really excited about it. And like, because Massacre, he's, he's a funny character. Like, you know, is, is he's a fun character. So I'm excited to see his origin. All right, the other Marvel title, and wow, Marvel does not waste time cashing in on uh, team-ups here. We have Daredevil Punisher number one. Hmm. But they've teamed up in the past in comics <laughs> yeah, they, before. Yeah, they have. I mean, uh, they, I just think it's funny that, you know, like, the they're TV also re- They're also releasing a, pu- a new Punisher number one this week. Yeah. On on the heels of the new, well, they had already scheduled to release yeah. it. So it's just interesting timing. Marvel plans this out more than you think. Oh, I, I think maybe they do. A simple change of venues for one of Matt Murdock's cases becomes more complicated when the Punisher attempts to send the defendant away permanently. If Daredevil and Blindspot want to get this mobster his day in court, it will take every ounce of wit and wild they have. All Frank needs to do to get what he wants is a bullet in the head. The race is on. If you're a fan of you know the old Daredevil Punisher team-ups, if you liked what you saw in the TV series, you might want to check it out. All right, what do you have on the DC side? All right, on the DC side of things, we have Green Arrow number 52. Green Arrow is dead. Deathstroke has won, and now he's returning to the States to deliver Dr. Miracle to the man known as Bloodbag. Real creative name there, DC. And in Seattle, the war between the Berserkers and the Patriots has led to the wargs being rounded up and sent to internment camps, which sparks an uprising among the wargs. If you're wondering what a warg is, it's a person cursed with a werewolf gene. Might I add that on World of Warcraft, the werewolf characters are called wargans. (laughs) Way to be original. Uh, Uh, But if you're a fan of Green Arrow like I am, you'll pretty much read anything with him in it. So I was interested to pick this up. And finally, we have Green Lantern number 52. Hal Jordan, the last connection to the old order of the Green Lantern Corps, faces his toughest challenge. The Grey agents are making their final bid to be the new law in the universe, and Hal's new allies, Trapper, Virgo, and his ship Darlene, will be the first casualties. How far will Hal go to resolve this conflict? What's he willing to sacrifice? You're going to have to read to find out. I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> All right, Jeff, what's going on on the image side of things? All right, is so uh, got a new comic coming out this week and then a jumping on point. Is So first off, the new comic is Three Floyd's Alpha King Number 1. Set a long time ago in a, a suburb far, far away 
uh, Munster, Indiana. Uh, Brewer and CC are producing a homebrew so distinct that it attracts a monstrous. Look, monstrous. Monstrosity? Monstrositous king and his horde minions from another dimension. Swords are un, are unleashed or unheathed. Lines are crossed and sieges are laid for the rise of the Alpha King. So Alpha King number one. Then uh, jumping on point uh, for this week, he's a dick, but man, can he write a good story? Is uh, Rob Liefeld's uh, The Covenant, uh, volume one uh, paper, uh, trade is out this week. The legendary Ark of the Covenant has laid waste to entire armies. Now it has been raided and stolen, ripped from the field of battle by the terrible Philistine forces. The Covenant tells the story of Samuel, the last judge of Israel, and his fight to retrieve the Ark of the Covenant from the clutches of the Philistine nation. Collects Covenants numbers one through five. So there is a good, I mean, like, I know he's a dick and he's an asshole, but he, he can, he's a good storyteller. He really is. All right. Moving on over to movies. Well, guess what guys? We talked about it at the beginning of the show. Uh, we're only talking about one this week. Uno Moss films. Uh, Captain America Civil War is out this week. Political interference in the Avengers activities cause a rift between former allies, Captain America and Iron Man. Uh, like I said, is don't know how they're going to build this rift between the two of them. Super excited to see how they do it. Well, like, I mean, you have the catalyst of the school blowing up in the comic. Yeah. The so, catalyst here is that it, this kind of got spoiled in one of the trailers. Do, do you, do you want me to go down this road here? I don't know, but I also feel like I don't want to be out of the loop. So yes, go ahead. William Hurt playing general Thunderbolt daddy as Ross assembles them all together and goes, look, New York. Sokovia. Oh yeah, yeah. Washington yeah, DC. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You guys have to be reined in. Yeah. Register, unmask, let people know who you are. And Cap's like, "Ah, hell no." And Tony's like, "I agree." Yeah, if you go back and look at all the underlining shit that's been going on, Ultron was Tony's creation. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, uh, yeah, no. Shield helicarriers with the repulsor technology provided by Stark. Yeah, uh, Iron Man's really been the driving force behind. No, uh, no, uh, no Thor, no uh, Hulk in uh, in this, which I believe is keeping true to the uh, yeah, comic. Yeah, Thor's back in. Well, in the comic book, Thor's dead. Yes, and Hulk is sent away. Yeah, uh, Professor X, uh, Mister Fantastic, Doctor Strange, and somebody else all get together, and Tony, and they decided that the Hulk has become too violent for Earth, and they lure him into a spaceship. And launch him out into space, which launches one of the greatest Hulk titles ever, World War Hulk. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, so Civil War is out this week. I mean, the other movies, they're even just... They're li- all limited or re-released films. Yeah, so, yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about them. So, all right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode. We want to thank you so much for uh, sticking with us. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Facebook and uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle on there is at mycomic underscore life. And uh, don't forget to check out all the other great Next Wave Radio shows. We got um, see here. We got MVP with Matt and Danny. Uh, this past week, they talked about drugs and sports. You know, is we had the NFL draft and a player dropped pretty significantly because of uh, pictures of him doing drugs. And then uh, I guess a pitcher. I don't know for what team got uh, got busted with steroids. So they talked about all that stuff. And then uh, this week, the editing bay is. 
I don't know if Joel's back because they now record after we record. So it's either Joe and Joel doing, I have no idea, or it's Joe and I doing last action hero. And so I need to, I need to get, I need to uh, call Joe and be like, Hey, is Joel back? Cause I really don't want to watch last action hero. So, all right, guys. Now, uh, don't forget, we are about to do our Game of Thrones segment, uh, but we save it for the very end, so that way that if you are not caught up to date uh, with Game of Thrones, then uh, we don't want to spoil anything for you because our, our Game of Thrones segment is full of spoilers and is a detailed review. So if you haven't seen uh, episode two of season six of Game of Thrones, uh, now is your chance to uh, to turn off the uh, podcast so nothing is spoiled for you. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and do a little countdown, and uh, we want to thank you. If you are leaving us, thank you so much, uh, and don't forget to, uh, to tell your friends about us. All right, Game of Thrones in three, two, one. Let's do it. <laughs> Game of Thrones. You changed it up. Is you normally like go high at the end? Eh, new year. All right. Trying out yeah. new things. Yeah, that's right. And uh, as always, if uh, if any of my neighbors ask, uh, that is Sam's and my uh, safe word. So uh, you know, uh, luckily, luckily, haven't had any uh, neighbors that have asked yet. But uh, that is definitely what I'm going to tell them if they ask, like. Hey, just some random guy was yelling Game of Thrones. It's like, yeah, shit got crazy. Okay, so we missed last week. We missed the the season premiere of season six. Uh, you know, I, I don't remember the last week, so I don't even think I should try to renew it. It's like the best part was uh, was uh, Brienne saving. Uh, saving. Uh, it wasn't the lady turning old? No, that part really upset me. <laughs> The lady in red, like the lady in red, like dis- discovering that she takes off her necklace and she's like, although like it does explain, I think why like she does everything in the nude because she's like, I don't get to like, I don't always look like this. So I'm gonna enjoy this shit while I got it going on. I definitely think that's now why like she yes. shows so much. A highlight was Brienne saving Lady Sansa. Yes, so good, so Reek, good. Reek having some balls. Yes, even uh, though he sands balls. Yeah. Oh man. Ouch, 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 ouch. Okay, uh, so where do we want to start? Uh, do we want season two picks up um, where mm, at the well, watch? No, we're 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 kind of Wait, on sorry. season season, season six. six episode two picks up at the watch. No, uh, let's let's start with Beyond the Wall. Uh, I think because it starts with uh, with Bran continuing yes, his training. Is yes. so finally they were not in season five one fucking bit, and then they weren't in episode one of season six. So it's like. God damn it! Did you guys forget about Bran and Hordor and everyone that was the, at the Three Eyed Raven's tree? Weird, shape shifting woman. Yeah, yeah. New character. New character is. Uh, but so we open up with uh, Bran uh, walking through a memory. Right. Well, not really a memory because it's it's the it's past. Yeah. You it, see, it's, you he's see. traveled. He's essentially traveled back in time and is watching uh, his uncle and his father and his aunt. Uh, at their castle and they're you know uh, sparring and uh, we are then introduced to Willis aka Hodor, Hodor. is so and Hodor is speaking so yeah so apparently 
uh, we're getting some insight that Hodor was not born, as they put it, simple. Is uh, he was, you know, I guess as you, I guess you would. Oh man, I don't know how to say this. PC. He wasn't he, always as slow as he is now. Yeah, thank you, Sam. Thank you for uh, for falling on that one. Yeah, so uh, we we see Hoarder where he's a stable boy and he goes by Willis, and he is talking and you know, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the uh, Starks are, you know, are higher are higher up in the food chain. Uh, oh, than you know, Hodor, but they're still friendly. Yeah, they're they're never mean to anybody. Right, really. and so uh, and so quickly though is Bran is taken out of this vision. And, you know, and he's like, no, you finally show me something. Yeah, he's, he's talking out with Three Eye Raven. He's hanging out with Max von Sydow, who, you know, kind of is the Obi-Wan role in this. And he's like, I was truly happy. And he's like, yeah, well, you being can't. under the ocean is fun. But if you stay there too long, right. you, you'll drown. Right. And then after this is, uh, is Brandon asked for, uh, is it Marie? I guess Maria. Is that how you say it? Yeah, he's asking where she is. and Right, but is that how you say her name? M-E-E-R-A? Marie or Murray? Murray. Okay, we'll call it Murray. Is asking where Murray is, and she's outside, and she's just, you know, still kind of, I think she's still kind of thinking about her brother. Yeah, she's sad her brother died, and B, she's bored because she can't right. vision walk like. Right, like what Bran can do. I mean, do. can you imagine sitting inside like a huge ass hauled out tree for Right. Eight, eight hours and, a day. And, and like just in. watching like two people just like zone out. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is like. I would I would have gotten the fuck I out feel, of there. I feel like that is like, I feel like that is like a metaphor for every girlfriend who like has to sit there like while her boyfriend plays video games or while her boyfriend makes her watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> Not always. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm just watching these watching these people do this thing and it's boring like i just imagine that's what that meant for us but like we're, we're given some uh foreshadowing because uh how do we say we're saying her name marie yeah uh she talks to a new character leaf i, I think it was the was it the three-eyed raven and she transformed into that or is leaf just always been one of no that the, guy's servant who i know no the leaf was like i think like just like one of the three-eyed ravens like servants yeah you know uh, but so yeah, Marie's she, like, I want to leave. Yeah, we're not it, doing anything up here worthwhile, right? And she's like, No, you gotta be patient because Brand's training, and he's gonna need you when you guys leave this, when you leave the tree. And so, kind of like, oh, a little, you know, like shit might go down, and that you know she might want to start, you know, boning up on her uh, fighting skills. So I mean, and that's and that's that's it's the first time we've seen Brand in uh, over a year. Uh. I kind of, I mean, I feel like they're still trying to take the storyline slow, and it's like, guys, no, you took a year off. Let's no, I mean, I'm fine with this because, like, unless he starts, like, spirit walking, like, people's, like, bodies and, like, controlling them, like, showing, like, the full range that he's ready to fully kick ass mm -hmm. with his powers, then go ahead and slow it down for right now, if you must. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Is, uh, is, uh, um, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm ready to like learn more about what's been going on with them, you know. Okay, so uh, so and that that's all that they are in is the opening of uh, yeah, of, about, of the episode about five ten minutes. Yeah, I don't even think it was ten minutes. All right, so where do you want to go next? Do you want to go to King's Landing, Marine, Bravos, uh, the North, or doesn't it, doesn't it go to the Wall next? No, next it goes to uh, next it goes to King's Landing. Them, and the and and don't forget is. You know, Sam and I, we do the review uh, and give our thoughts based off of location. It's like we know that, like, they'll do a story in King's Landing. 
then go somewhere else, and then come back to King's Landing. But when we talk about it, we do it all at once. Then let's go to King's Landing. Okay, so let's go to King's Landing where they are preparing. Oh, no, no, sorry. We open up with a drunk man. Oh, and, my gosh. Oh, my God. He, you, you saw this coming. Yeah, so there's a drunk dude uh, in, a, in a bar talking about how he was there when uh, Cersei had to do her walk of shame and how he apparently whipped out his thing to show it to Cersei and that she apparently took a look and... Like licked her lips and was blushing a yeah, little bit and, and got like, like a little excited by it. So drunk man goes to the back alley to, uh, to take a piss while in the back of the alley is, sure enough, um, the... Uh, the mountain. Zombie mountain. I believe is 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 uh, uh comes and just does a nice little simple smashes his head yeah, against the wall. Pushes his head against the wall and smashes it in. Oh my god! Just like it's like yeah, you knew that was coming, and boy, that uh, their special effects. Holy shit! Is uh is the the little packet the squib that was left on the wall? Holy shit! Is uh your visual effects department is off the fucking chains? The Game of Thrones, like wow. And uh, we'll talk about that later uh, when we actually do get to the wall and the giant that shows up. Uh, so anyway, so after that, we then cut to Cersei getting ready for uh, her daughter. Uh, is it pronounced Mar- Marcella? Yeah. Marcella. Marcella, yes. Marcella's funeral. funeral. And as she's leaving, is she is stopped uh, from going to the uh, great. She's stopped by the king's guard. Right. She's on her way to the sept uh, to go visit the body. And stopped by the King's Guard, uh, and they are under order by uh, Toman to not let her uh, leave the Red Keep for fear of uh, of the encounter with uh, the High Sparrow, uh, because the High Sparrow has mentioned that uh, she is not welcomed in the Sept uh, right now, and so, because, so Toman once again bowing down, and you know. Not Actually, standing up. I think this is Toman taking action for once. I mean, like, my well, he's 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 he is he's covered. I think he's scared of the High Sparrow and uh, the and and the the Faith Militia, but he's he you know he's not standing up to them. You know, is I don't I, and I think, but I think well, small steps. He's standing up to his mom first. Is or, he? Is he? Because because well, let, okay, let, let's not, go in order. Let's go in order. Not standing up, but he's scared and he okay, doesn't want to so, lose okay, her again. Right. So he so he prevents his mother from going to her own fa- uh, daughter's funeral. Then we then we then cut to Toman and Jamie uh, in in the sept uh, viewing uh, Marcella's uh, body, and Jamie and Toman are having a talk, and Toman is blaming well. He doesn't blame. He said, "I should have done more to get my mom back. I should have tore right. down like the septum, you know, stone by stone until they released her." Right. Why and, am I so weak? Why don't I act more? And Jamie's like, "It's fine. Look, we've all made mistakes in our past. Tell you what, go apologize to your mother and beg her forgiveness and start listening to what she has to say." Yeah, and which once uh, again. I don't know. I mean, Cause you, you never know what he needs to have mood, a backbone. You never know what mood Cersei's going to be in. You know, last year he, she got his wife locked up. Yeah. You know? And now you just, you never know. You never know. I don't know. Like, I mean, he, 
So, he, I mean, he does go back there and he goes, Mom, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have prevented you from going to your daughter's funeral. When you were taken by the religious sect, I should have, you know, but, stormed it. Right. Please, but, for the love of God, help me become a better king. Right. So, he's not standing up to his mom. Is and he, also, is he's kind of, she's kind of like, she acts like she's, Because she's in control again. Because his wife yeah. is still in prison. Her lips kind of curl and she smiles a little bit like, oh, yeah, I got my son back. Right. Well, I mean, his... Marjorie was Cer- was uh, was uh, was Cersei's biggest threat with Tommen. Uh, uh, Marjorie is still locked up because she refuses to confess her sins. Uh, so, yeah, Cersei is happy because she now is in control of the throne. Essentially, you know. Uh, so yeah, and she's not going to let Marjorie out. You know, is like she may take retaliation. To to the high scepter or to the high sparrow, and to the uh, to the faith uh, militia, uh, uh, but in the process of getting rid of them, she will also get rid of, of of is it Marjorie or Maggie? Maggie, the uh, Toman's wife. A uh, Marjorie. Marjorie. Okay. Uh, so before that happens is after Jamie sends uh, Toman to talk to Cersei, is uh, the high sparrow shows up. And the high and Jamie and the High Sparrow go at it, and and Jamie's like, "Why are you doing this? Why did you do this? And why haven't you come after me?" He sits there and he says, "Like, you know, I swore an oath to protect my king, and I stabbed him. You know, I killed him. You know, my, you know, I was the other half of my sister's incest. You know, uh, so why aren't you coming after me?" And before really, you know, he's threatening the High Sparrow, and yeah, he, he he goes to pull he out a dagger out of its sheath, and all right. of a sudden. Like the high sparrow, I mean, doesn't snap his fingers, but they keep going like snapping his fingers, and all of his, you know, zealots come out. I got a feeling if Jamie was two-handed still, that he would have killed, uh, you oh, know, absolutely. the sparrow right there, and then mowed down every absolutely. single one. Absolutely, he's still not 100 percent confident no. being one-handed, and uh, that's when the high sparrow is like, you know, it sits there and tells Jamie, he's like, yeah, look, yeah, you can kill me, and that's fine, and you can kill a lot of these guys, but. That doesn't matter because we're nobody in society, and he he's basically giving Jamie a lesson of like, this is what's going to happen. Is this is going to show how people can rise up in numbers and overthrow, you know, the the royal family. Yeah, and kind of scares the people sh- who who like don't care. Yeah, but would be a martyr to a cause. Yeah, kind of scares the shit out of uh, Jamie and Jamie. I would say it scares him, but I would say it, it, it gives I Jamie s- mo- pause to think, okay, maybe I shouldn't just you know mow this guy yeah. down right now. Yeah. Uh. So, so yeah. Uh. Real quick, because not a whole lot happened in um in Marine. Is uh you want to talk about Marine now that we're done with uh with a uh, uh King's Landing. I don't even know what really happened to Marine. Marine, the only thing that really happened was that um, was that uh, Tyron. Okay, yeah, no, sorry, freed. I was I was getting that mixed up with the uh, other country that killed their king last week. Their king. Remember, like the woman, like just took over and just like stabbed her husband and everything. What are you not? Are you sure you're not thinking about what happened in this episode? No, in episode one, the king of like. This country gets a letter from Jamie, which actually got paused and translated online. Oh, this oh, week. oh! You're talking about, uh, you're talking about, uh, oh, where, uh, where uh, Jamie was coming from? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, f- I forget, uh, I forget that country. Man, what that, well. what that letter says is crazy. 
Yeah, no, is uh, yeah, no, so, uh, Marine, the only thing that really happens... Tyron it, gets this crazy idea that maybe... Well, he sits there and he talks about how, like, you know, like, look, you know, what are the dragons doing? And they're like, well, they're not eating uh, since Daenerys left. Is they, have, they haven't eaten anything. And he's like, well, you know, Daenerys people took dragons and caged them up, and over generations they were no bigger than house cats. And he's like, you know, maybe the reason why these dragons aren't eating is because they need to be free and wild yeah and he and essentially he says hey you know dragons are very smart and you know right and they so, know what's right and wrong right so he goes down there and oh such a tense scene and he tells he's talking to the dragons telling them of a story of how for one year he asked his father for his birthday for a dragon and it could be a little dragon just like him and uh you know just calming the dragons and then releases both of them from their uh, restraints, and then as soon as he releases them, they go far back in their cave. I don't know if there's an exit out there. Yeah. I mean, we've only ever seen the, uh, the room that the two dragons are being held. We've only seen them come in that one door, which doesn't even look like they could fit through. I, I think there must be a bigger door somewhere around there. But for right now, they're they're just basically like, um, you freed us. We're not going to kill you. Right. You Is because the whole, the whole point was was Tyron was supposed to is establishing a relationship with the dragons of like, I'm your friend. Yeah. Just in case something happens to Daenerys, which we, she wasn't in this episode is, you know, is so we have to believe that she's still with all the Darthrakians, uh, going, uh, you know, going back to whatever that city is. Dothrak or uh, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like the head of the Dothraki. Empire. Right. Yeah. It's like where they all come back to meet and she's being escorted to the temple of the widows. Right. Right. To live out the rest of her days. But she wants to be back in Marine with her dragons real bad. Uh, so that's really what all that happened in Marine is, you know, is they also talked about, you know, they're, they are putting out the word that, you know, they're going to figure out who uh, burnt all the ships. All right, so then real quick in Bravos, nothing really. Arya's still on the streets. Yeah, she, but I mean, something kind, of, something kind of vital happened this week where like her old trainer comes up to her and, and is like, like, what is the girl's, girl's name? name? And she, this girl has no, no name. name. And, and it's like, well, if the girl gives me her name, she will eat tonight. And she's like, no, I still have no name. She's like, fine, the girl will have shelter tonight if she gives me her name. And like the biggest one was the girl will get her eyesight back if she gives me her name and Damned if that girl doesn't stand tall and just go, I have no name. Well, I mean, like, she knows it's a test. Yeah. She knows. I mean, like, and so, yeah, and so, everyone knows. I mean, it's not so a very clever test. He's like, he's like, hey, follow me. And she goes, like, grab her beggar's bone and he goes, you're, you're no longer a beggar. You so, don't need it. So she's be she's essentially been welcomed back into the house of black and white to continue her training to become an assassin. And that's all that really happens with her story uh, with uh, Bravos and, uh, yeah. Uh, so you want to move to the, the north? Yeah. And by oh, the, and by the north, we okay. Now, do you want to start with what's happening at Winterfell or what's happening in the woods? Let's go with Winterfell woods and then end on the watch. No, well, no. Then, well, because we're also then you're also forgetting the uh, Iron Islands. Oh gosh, yeah. Okay, so we'll go Winterfell, Iron Islands, woods, watch. Why don't we do why don't we do Iron Islands? Okay. We'll we'll go to Iron Islands first. So uh this of course is the area controlled by the uh by King Balan Greyjoy, who uh is having some bad times, you know, yeah. is they're trying to gain foothold in the mainland of uh you know, on the mainland and 
they've lost some of their foothold because a lot of the a lot of the people in the north were fighting another war when they took you know some land and now they're being pushed back and they're having trouble you know because their allies would put them too far in mainland to you know i mean yeah. th- these are people of the sea and so his daughter's telling him hey look the only reason we got these castles is because the north yeah. emptied out you know to go fight the lannisters the North is back and reclaiming their land, and we're getting screwed. But we've never been strong people on land. We should just stick to the seas and build up our own kingdom right. here and not worry about it. And the, the, the old, her father's like, uh, no, more men. I don't care what it costs, how much blood is spilled. Take back yeah. those vital places. And she's like, why? Why do we want to take back pine cones and sticks when we, when we rule the sea? Yeah, so they're fighting over that, and then they uh, they you know decide to call it a night, and uh, on uh, on Balin starts to walk to one of the other towers and has to cross a, a a rope bridge. And honestly, when this guy first appeared, I thought it was Theon, and I was like, wow, he got back fast. Yeah, yeah, because Theon is on his way back to uh, back to home, and no, instead. It, and like I also felt like when they revealed who it was, I was like, I feel like this should be a bigger reveal. But I was I have just no like, okay, idea. that's cool. Didn't know this guy existed. Really. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so while crossing a rope bridge from one tower to the other, is uh, is uh, Lord uh, Balin is confronted by his brother, who he thought was dead, because, because rumors are that he went crazy. In yeah, is is he was on a boat, went crazy in a storm, uh, to where his men had to tie him to the to the uh, mass and then after the storm they released him and he cut out all their tongues and uh now he is being referred to as the drowned god yeah he is like he's like i'm the oncoming storm you know yeah he's like i am the drowned god and he's like and he doesn't deny he was like yeah they tied you like doesn't deny that they tied him to the mass and then when he says like and cut out their tongues he's like well i needed them to be quiet yeah that I mean, he kind of acts kind of crazy. He acts like you know. Fuck he, yeah, he acts he, crazy, man. He needs quiet in his head because he can't, he can't, you know, do it all. You know. Yeah, it sounds like he doesn't need another voice in his head. Uh, and so they exchange, and uh, his brother, uh, who is uh, Euron Greyjoy, I believe is how you say his name, E U R O N. Yeah, Euron Greyjoy. Um, he's he's telling you know his his younger his older brother uh, Valen like. Maybe it's time you give up the throne. Maybe you let someone else. And of course, Balin's not having this shit. You know, it, he's, he's just like, who goes crazy during a storm? We are Ironborn. Yeah. The water is in our blood. Right. And so Balin goes to stab his younger brother in the process of stabbing him. Uh, urine throws him off the rope bridge. Yeah, catches catches the swing, uh, counters it, and throws him down to the rocks below where he dies. And then uh, and then promptly at his uh, funeral. Uh, Balin's uh, daughter, who, as far as they know, is basically his only living heir because, you know, they know Theon is... Theon's having bad times, man. Yeah, but this will be interesting when Theon shows up. I got a feeling it's going to throw a wrench in uh, the brother's plans. Well, well, so, yeah, it's because right now the brother is going to obviously be the one, like, I need to be in control of Yeah, this. no, like, the brother's going to, like, come back and be like, hey, but, look, I'm home, everybody. But but Yara, uh, who is Balan's daughter, she, at at her father's funeral, you know, makes a vow on, uh, on uh, the salt throne 
that she will revenge her father. Yeah, she automatically assumed she was going to take right. over the Iron Island. And, and, sh- and she is quickly reminded by a priest that, oh, it's not yours. We have to do the king's moot. Uh, and that is what chooses our next ruler. Yeah, it's like it's like an open challenge. Yeah, and it sounds like it's like they take like the captains of like the ships and like they cast their their votes and then the winner oh, of that. I that's think, I think that's how it's I done. read it as like basically anybody who wants to be king gather in the throne room and then you fight it out and who's ever left standing, congratulations, you get the throne. Yeah. So it sounds much more democratic than mine. Well, I mean, I might, you might be right. I might be right. We're going to see how this plays out. That's going to yeah. be a good episode. So, and that's, that's what's happening over, uh, over there, uh, at, uh, at the Pike, uh, castles. All right. Now let's move into the North and let's start with, uh, winter, Winterfell and uh-huh. where, uh, Ramsey continues to, uh, to show his, uh, batshit fucking crazy, man. He has a very barbarous nature. Right, so uh, so uh, Ramsey is talking to his father, uh, uh, Roos, and they are talking about the idea of storming Castle Black. And like, I was going, I was so happy during this. I was like, "Do it, do it," because they don't know that the wildlings yeah. are up there. Do it, storm Castle Black. See what happens. And so his father's saying, "Like, well, no, look, you you, you can't do this. You're going to turn the entire North against you." And Ramsey's, well, you don't need the entire north, yeah, you know. We've, we've got like three. We we ally with th- this kingdom, this kingdom, and this kingdom, and their three kingdoms plus ours equal more men than at the north and all the other kingdoms left in the north. So we don't need it. And it almost looks like Roos is kind of like, well, like you got a valid point there, but just then, uh, who is it? Um, oh, um. Uh, uh, the maester comes. Yeah, in. the maester uh, walks in and has an announcement that Roos's wife Walda has given birth to a son, which would put him in front of Ramsay because Ramsay is a, a bastard child, and while he is now recognized by his father and by the throne as a full-on uh, member of the family. His blood is still not as pure. so. But he, his dad does a really nice thing. Unexpected because his dad has been kind of cold toward him. He gets up, hugs his son, and says, you are still my first son. And I was like, that's so nice. Yeah. That's that's a really nice thing, Dad. Thank you for that. Thank you for the uh, reassurance after the years of neglect. Is That means a lot to me. Uh, quick little uh, present for you. It's my dagger up in your guts. Because as soon as Ramsey uh, or as uh, Roos says, you'll always be my number one, Ramsey hugs him and says, thank you, that means a lot, and then stabs the shit out of him to death in front of, in front of the maester. And then Ramsey uh, quickly tells the maester, send crows to all the kingdoms in the north. My father's been poisoned by our enemies or by those who like conspire against him, something along those lines. And the the maester just kind of like, uh, 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 should I? Should uh, I? Uh, oh, and then he's okay. like, okay. And then one of the lackeys behind him is like, uh, that's your lord now, dude. Yeah, yeah. Who was definitely in on it was like, show show your new lord, uh, Bolton respect. And then he sends for Walda and his new little brother, and you know, oh 
God takes them to where the hounds are 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 held. Yeah, the way I saw them doing this was much nicer than the way they actually did it. Right. So I ra- thought he would just load them up like a catapult and launch them over the walls. Yeah, but so Ramsey takes his new stepmom and his brother. I mean, his she little just brother, got done giving birth, like, and takes them to where the hounds are and feeds them to the hounds. Oh, just awful. Just like God. Ramsey, what the fuck happened to you, man? Like, what? There's a big theory on the internet that I'm going to talk about later after we get done with talking about what's going on at the Night's Watch. Okay. Okay, then we go to the woods in the north where now we have Brianne, Sansa, and, uh, uh, and Theon. And Theon is still feeling guilt for, portraying, for uh, betraying the Starks. And for what he did at Winterfell. And Sansa's like, Sansa's being very forgiving. And she's right. like, look, just come with me. Take take the oath of the black, you know, and all your sins are forgiven and you'll just become a, a man of the watch. Right. And he's like, I don't want to be forgiven. That's not going to happen. I'm going to go home. Yeah. So he asked for permission to take a horse and says, you know, Brienne and her squire can protect you much better than I can. So he takes a horse and now he's headed. He's headed to the Iron Islands. And uh, Brienne uh, is filling Sansa in like she had seen uh, Arya, uh, Arya and letting her know what was going on. And then Brienne was asking Sansa, like, so what happened at Winterfell uh, while she under while she was there with uh, with Ramsey? And obviously, too, it's too, too much too soon to talk about for Sansa. And she just kind of neglects it. And they talk about how the best plan of action would be for them to go to uh, Castle Black if, uh, you know, and so I, th- I think that's where they're headed is. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, they're still heading up north to Castle Black to see John. Right. And so now let's end with, I guess, your favorite part of the show, The Wall, where we're still in a standoff where there is uh, still at a, is uh, John, uh, John Snow, is dead uh, and is his guard dead. is standing over and uh Davos he is Davos he, Davos uh he and his men are still st- in that room holding up not giving in to Sir Alistair's uh commands uh even though he is the acting uh, lord commander of the castle black and so uh Alistair demands that they th- that they uh that they come out no they say no so he says all right break down the door and the process of breaking down the door is uh, Ed returns with the wildlings and a giant. And the giant just comes in, smashes one dude. Everyone freezes and is like, oh, shit. And then Sir Alistair uh, is like, what are you guys doing? Fight, fight. And a guy a, a, a guy with a crossbow shoots the giant in the back. Giant turns around, grabs him, smashes him against the wall. And honestly, I think this is a great idea. You know, the Night's Watch is now being run half by Wildlings and half by Men of the Night's Watch. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I, I love this because because all the Knights, uh, all the Knightsmen uh, well, none of sur- them, surrendered. I don't think any of them really wanted to follow him anyway. They were just right. kind of... So, so Sir Alistair and that little kid... Oh, God, that little kid tries to take a swipe at the giant. And yeah, he, Ollie. Yeah, Ollie gets pwned. Yeah, uh, is... Uh, is I love I love how uh, Sir Alistair is like, you know, the Night's Watch has you know controlled Castle Black for like two thousand years. It's never been controlled by a Wildlings, and then the Wildlings just looks at him. He's like, until you, and it's just like, 
Oh. Boom, bitch. All this is happening because of you. Yeah, and honestly, the night's watching needs to change. It's rooted oh, yeah, too, no. too much that, like the old and, ways. And that's what John was doing. And that's what John was doing. Is he, is, that was the whole purpose. So now, you know, they're all getting, you know, now the wildlings have come in. They're saying their goodbyes to John. And Davos goes to, uh, goes to, is it, uh, I just called the, I just called the red lady, the red lady. And he's like, Hey, has anyone ever been brought back from the dead before? And she's like, I don't, I don't have the power anymore. I don't believe in the flames. The gods have abandoned me. And Davos is like, you know what? Seven gods, seven different people. I've seen it all. Screw it. Just try. Right. Don't try for the gods. Don't try because, you know, you have some vision. Just try for you. Right. And so they go through the whole routine, and it looks like it's a bust, and everyone leaves the room, and then Ghost is in there. And then you see Ghost, like, his head pops up and turns around, and then you cut to an overhead shot and Jon Snow waking up, grasping for air. I was watching this last night, and when Ghost first woke up – the girl I was I was I was watching. She was like, "I heard this rumor that John's just gonna come back and be a dog," and I was like, "Please don't let that be true." <laughs> yeah, no, John is back, uh, and don't know what the consequences of his uh, resurrection is gonna be. I've got multiple theories here. All right, but going back, the rumor I heard after this episode is that uh, Roos Bolton is he the crazy kid that we were talking about? Mm, yes, yes, uh, still tries to invade. Castle Black and take back Sansa. I would so hope so. Doesn't doesn't know doesn't know about the wildling. Yeah, gets his ass handed to him. I mean, dies, and everyone after this victory starts rallying around Jon Snow as being the new king of the North. You know, since we're there's breaking barriers. Oh, he's gonna be a god. Right. Yeah. He's gonna be a god. My second theory is that some curse follows Jon Snow around that forces them to like stay on the north side of the wall. But he finds his uncle Benjen out there, and like together, like they like help fight off like the wildlings. Not not the wildlings, but you know, um, ah, the dead people. You know, yeah. coming coming for the White Walkers. Yeah, yeah, they they help fight off the White Walkers. Those are that's that's my theory of what's going to happen to John. Is that, is that very slowly throughout the season, you're going to find out that there's some curse on him or something that's going to like make him not be able to like be in civilization per se. I don't know, man, is anything is possible right now because there are no books to uh, give us any hints. All you uh, bookworm bookworms. Uh, we got one up on you now. Huh? So no, I, I they, those both sound like, I mean, in this, in this universe, anything's possible. Yeah. So, all right. Anything else about game of Thrones? No, everybody's like, John, so back. I'm like, nobody gets that happy. Of a you know ending yeah, in yeah. Game of Thrones, there, something's yeah, gonna yeah. go on. There, there, there is a catch to his return, and uh, we'll see what it is uh, in future episodes. All right, so that's gonna do it for this week. Uh, thank you so much for uh, stick, uh, staying tuned uh, through the Game of Thrones recap. Uh, once again, you can find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at mycomic underscore life. Just do a search for my comic life in the Facebook search bar. And then uh, Android users find us on Podcast Republic, uh, Podcast Attic, and uh, Apple users can find us uh, in the iTunes stores along with all the other Next Wave radio shows. Just do a search for Next Wave Space Radio and they will all pop up. All right, Sam, go ahead, do your thing, close us out. Ditch the herd, be a nerd. Stay strong out there, my friends. You've been 
listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.